Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. Have you ever gotten a haircut and it looks amazing in the salon and then you come home, maybe take a shower or the next day, you look at your hair and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened to my hair? Um, it's like going to J. Crew and buying a sweater because it looks great on the uh, mannequin and then you come home and you're like, I just bought an orange sweater. Anyway, uh, that's how I feel about my hair and I know I'm not a comedian. <laughs> I actually just said this exact same thing on an Instagram live and then a Facebook live and then um, now here I am talking to you guys on my podcast. But listen, you guys know I just take a buttered knife and just spread that shit across all platforms because like who's got time to come up with original shit? No, I promise there will be something different in um, everything that I do, even if it's um, slightly different or a different angle or different perspective. So if you hear something that smells familiar, if you just wait for it, there will be a twist. Okay. Want to say thank you so much, guys, for listening to this uh, to this little podcast, this little cute podcast I do in my kitchen. Um, I appreciate all the uh, – um, it's been getting a lot of love, and I appreciate the um, um, the comments, the stars, the the reviews. It's like, you know, the reviews and the stars are like – it's like the, the – the, tip jar that if you're like a piano player you have the tip jar that's kind of like what it is if you're a, a podcaster or a blogger it's like there's nothing better than a getting a review or some kind of uh, some kind of stars because it helps spread your message of course all right um i want to talk about so i just wrote a post about um the first time i um my definition of man uh changed and it was uh, in a nutshell, it was when I was married, and it was the first time I saw my my then father-in-law cry, and he was crying because we were all in his truck. He was driving us to the airport, um, and uh, my wife at the time was telling him that uh, about her high school experience, and he had no idea that she was bullied, and she had such a horrible high school experience, and he... And I remember just kind of like, you know, being the, the <laughs> it was weird because I was, I was in the middle and we were in a truck and uh, he was driving and she was, she was on the other side of me. So I was just like, <laughs> I was the awkward guy in the middle listening to this really <laughs> heartfelt conversation. I shouldn't have been there. Um, but he started crying because uh, of, of the empathy. Uh, and also he apologized for um, not being around as a father because he was very different then because he went through his own uh, rebirth and hero's journey after his divorce. And uh, growing up, he was very, you know, iron fist, very strict um, and just wasn't present. So he apologized for being an absent dad. And I remember um, his face and the genuineness of his tears and the hurt that he felt. Um, and then once he started apologizing for the kind of dad he was you know then she started crying and then of course I started crying <laughs> so, just all of us just crying in the truck headed to the airport and I realized then that man this is what a man looks like 
and you know, and and he's also like a man's man. Hours before that, we were lifting weights and talking about uh, motorcycles, and you know, he builds houses and shit. And so, um, like to see that other side of a man, uh, it it just changed my whole perspective on on my definition of man, you know. And and I've seen men cry before. I mean, I've seen my dad cry. Um, but it was different. I've seen my dad cry many times, but he is usually drunk and he's being irresponsible with his emotions. So that's a very different, it's not the fact that you're shedding tears. That's not what makes a man. Um, it's vulnerability. And that leads me to today's episode. Um, if I was to only pick three things, and I don't know if you guys know, I'm working on a book. I'm really excited about, uh, challenging men with their definitions and also, um, you know, giving women um, some ideas and maybe a guide or, or some standards to review what, you know, the kind of men that they um, want, want to choose to be with. So now there's, there's going to be a lot of tips in that book because it's going to be like 200 pages. But if I was to narrow down three things that I think define a man, if I was just to pick three, and it's so hard to just pick three, right? But if I was to just pick three, these would be the three. And I'm saying that because I'm, you know, the whole purpose of this is to simplify and put things into a shot glass. Um, the first one would be. So, so I this is just soil too. I I think this is kind of the foundation. I think if you don't have these three, or you don't have the ability to do these these three, uh, you are not a man, according to my definition. And listen, if you're a man listening to this, you have your own definition. Um, it, you know, I, I will never project my definitions, um, of man or anything on you guys. Um, I'm more interested in challenging and, uh, maybe, you know, um, creating a dialogue, uh, maybe, uh, shifting a perspective or giving you guys a different perspective. I'm never interested in being on a soapbox or behind a podium. I'm interested in just creating a conversation. So my definition of man, these are the three things. Number one, vulnerability. It starts with that. Um, the word I use is transparency because still today men are repelled by that word vulnerability because, you know, there's stigma to it. There's when you're vulnerable. I mean, I think that, you know, because of our fathers and grandfathers demonstrated that, you know, men aren't supposed to cry. Men aren't supposed to show your emotions. Uh, that's what women do. Men are you know, supposed to, to just, you know, get your shit together and fix it. Right. So that word vulnerability doesn't sit well with a lot of men. So I actually use the word transparency and it's not me trying to be all sneaky and shit and go through the side door. I just like the word transparency because I think of clear water. I think of see through. I think of showing yourself. I think of um, saran wrap. I think of you know, glass. Um, and I lived a very aluminum foil life. And so for me, the word transparency really resonated. So that's why I say practice transparency. And again, it is a practice. It's something that you do daily. It's not a light switch. It takes a lot of practice to be transparent because it's terrifying, right? So transparency, vulnerability, showing yourself, um, men show themselves. Uh, and of course, as humans, you know, men also seek approval and validation. They have insecurities. I know I do. Um, but it's that line that you draw, like, you know, this is who I am and I stand on it. And this is how I feel. And I think we have a responsibility, especially in relationships to be transparent. So number one would be transparency to be vulnerable. Um, that's one 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 part um number two would be to have the ability to understand before trying to be understood 
And also these three things are very personal to me because these are three things that I wasn't. <laughs> these are three things I wasn't when I was a boy and that wasn't that long ago. So before, um, before my divorce and the angry therapist and my rebirth, um, I definitely wasn't transparent and I, I didn't try to understand before trying to be understood. I was the guy that would steamroll your conversation. I was the one that was thinking of a comeback while you were talking. And, you know, it's like turning into a lawyer and trying to fight instead of reading someone's heart. So trying to understand before trying to be understood. Now, listen, imagine if everyone did that. I mean, imagine, imagine how many fights would be prevented, how many arguments, how many friendships, how many, how many marriages could be saved, you know, if that was the practice that everyone did. So it's hard to do, too, you know, to really listen and try to understand someone, especially if you don't agree with their opinion or, or what they're saying. I mean, what if they're, they're angry at you and they're yelling at you, you know, but really trying to understand uh, put yourself in their shoes, be empathetic, and understand their situation, how they feel. You have to, you have to, you have to make the other person feel heard, right? In order for for people to stop dropping, uh, to start dropping the uh, tug of war rope, and to actually start getting real and having conversations. Um, and and that stuff produces glue. So someone has to do it. And I'm not saying that you always have to do it, but I think it just defines who you are as a man. Try to understand. And then once you understand, then you could speak. Um, and then you could try to be understood. You could say your point of view. And of course, hopefully do it with kindness. <laughs> um, don't do it while you're throwing chairs. But um, yeah, try to understand. And then you try to be understood. So that's something that I, I try to do. And of course, you know, um, no one's perfect. There's going to be times that you don't do that. And But overall speaking, I think having the ability to do it is what's important, right? The intention. And then number three, um, and it kind of lines up with that. It's a general statement, and I've been saying it for so long. Um, I think it's the greatest uh, factor in determining whether you're a boy or a man, is your ability to respond instead of react. I think because of our stories, what we've been through, and no man has entered um, adulthood unscarred. Like no, no, no boy goes from boy to manhood unscarred. We've been bullied. We've been, um, I almost said arrested. <laughs> I've almost been arrested many times. Um, we've been uh, bullied. We've been abused. We've been, you know, some things have been taken from us, our voice, our self-esteem, etc. Um, so when we become men, we become extremely reactive. And also, uh, you know, we hold a lot of shit in. That's just kind of how men are. Uh, and not every man, but generally speaking, now these are these generalizations. Um, and when you do that, you explode, right? You're like a pressure cooker. And so because of that, we don't respond, we react. And when you're reacting, you're being a boy, a response requires emotional intelligence. It, it requires metacognition. It requires you to throw a speed bump into your thoughts and emotions and really think about how your actions and words are going to affect the other person. So if you have the ability to respond instead of react, if you have the ability to try to understand before trying to be understood, and if you have the ability to be vulnerable, which takes courage, I think you're a man. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, 
just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others.